Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I bring you my conversation with Sarah Therese. Sarah is a well-known YouTuber with over 860,000 subscribers. Her videos focus on minimalism, food, beauty, and motherhood. She herself is a mom to three littles. They all reside, including her hubby of five years, on the west coast of British Columbia, Canada. Today, we'll have a discussion about thrifting. Sarah has great advice to share in this area, and she has been an avid thrifter for many years. As always, before we get to the interview, I wanted to encourage you to pause and head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you have not done so yet. If you've been enjoying the content, this is just a great way to help support the podcast, and it brings such a smile to my face to read all of your reviews. One more thing before the interview begins, I wanted to give you all a bit of a heads up regarding the sound quality of this Skype call. Sarah was calling from Vancouver, and I'm not quite sure if this played a role. However, the echoey sound is something I just definitely wanted to let you know that I'm aware of. I plan, I record, edit, and upload these podcasts all on my own, and I'm always learning where and how to best record. Moving forward, I plan to work out the kinks, but I so appreciate your listenership and support. And now for my interview with Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast today. Yeah, excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, as I told you before we hopped on the call, I'm just like really giddy to have you on the podcast today as I've been following your YouTube channel for, I'd say, about a year now. And I really enjoy the content that you produce and think that you just have wonderful things to say in regards to minimalism and family and faith and a handful of other topics, one of which we'll be discussing on the show today, which is thrifting. But before we get into that, can you just tell listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm so excited to talk about thrifting. I even went thrifting a couple times before uh, knowing I was going to do this podcast because I was like, I just, I need some fresh thrifting uh, to talk about. But my name is Sarah. I've been married for five years, just over five years now to my man. We have three kids, three and under. Um, I work from home, so that gives me the ability to stay at home with my kids. It's also a great source of income. And that income is, like what you said, posting videos to YouTube and, and doing Instagram. Yeah, and I ask each guest this question. It's, are you a minimalist? And I know your answer, but I'm just kind of curious to how minimalism came into play within your own life. Yes, that is such a such a nice thing for me to actually talk about. So when me and my husband first got married, and I think this is true for a lot of couples, uh, they get married and they can't buy a mansion, they buy something small. So me and my husband bought a, it was like 700 square foot teeny tiny house. And it had one bedroom. And we thought, we could live here for a bit. We could have maybe one kid in here. We'll see what happens. And then when I was on my second kid in that same house, I thought, I can't live the way that I usually live. And I can't be purchasing things often. And I can't have all these little knickknacks and, and decor pieces in my house. And when I had my son, Calvin, so that was my second kid, I thought, this just isn't doable in such a small space. So... I thought 
I'm just going to get rid of it. I'm going to get rid of things that I don't use, things that don't benefit me or my family. And, and it took a couple months to actually rid myself of just excess items. Um, at that time, the whole minimalism thing was really daunting because even now, like if you Google minimalism or minimalist, the thing that comes up is people that have like 30 items to their name that they put into a backpack and they just live as such. And for me, I was like, that is so not doable. But I came from a place of just being like, what is minimalism to me? What can I bring here? Um, and for me, it was just taking out excessive items, mm-hmm. items that weren't benefiting me, items that were there and they just weren't fulfilling any purpose or satisfaction in my life or in, in my family's life. No, that's great. And we're, well, I should say I am all about getting rid of the excess and what's superfluous in people's lives. And I always say that minimalism is going to look so different for each of us, but it really is just about cutting down on what is too much. So I think about what a lot of us spend our money and honestly time on these days. And I feel like it's shopping. We have it. Shopping is so accessible via the internet these days, or so many of us use it as a mo as a method of comfort. And that's where I think that we can sometimes get it wrong when we're trying to live with less. And so I really thought it would be interesting to talk about thrifting and the importance of if we're desiring to shop, we can shop secondhand and I don't know, just everything in regards to thrifting. So I've wanted to talk to someone about this for a while. And I think that part of minimalism, as I said, is living in a way that's also eco-friendly. So um, for me, it just means thinking about what I can do to not consume. So at the very basic level, what do you love about thrifting? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We should have an hour just for this question because, like, I could talk about my love thrifting for a really long time. Firstly, going way back, growing up, I was raised on thrifting. If we needed something, the first place we went to was a thrift store. And for us, the reason we did that was because money was really tight. All of us kids, it was me and my other siblings and my mom and dad. We just grew up with finances being very tight and we had to be careful. And we found thrifting was extremely affordable and and really enjoyable. I, I remember sometimes going to Walmart or Zellers even as as a young kid and thinking, I don't like this as much as I like going to the thrift store. There's something great about that thrift store treasure hunt. That's another great thing about the thrift store. But it is so affordable. I love thrifting because it is so darn affordable. On my channel, I talk a lot about being ethical, being sustainable. And people are going, I can't do that. I can't afford that. I can't uh, put this much money into an item. And I'm like, stop what you're doing and get five bucks out of your bank account and go to the thrift store and pick out an outfit. Like, no joke. So I love thrifting because um, through different times in my life, whether it's kind of we're at a point where we're penny pinching or we're at a point where we're doing really well, I continually go to a thrift store because it benefits my wallet. But, and, and I mean, it says it in the Bible. It talks about how um, a man who has a lot or a little, as long as he is wise with his much or his little, he will be blessed. So um, that's, that's a huge reason why I love thrifting. It's also 
and maybe this sounds kind of weird, but in a world where everyone is copying each other, it is a way that I can be original. Mm. I love having items in my house that people are like, that's interesting. Where'd you buy that from? And I'm like, dude, like, that's a one of a kind piece I got from the thrift store. Like, you can't find that anywhere else. Um, so in a, in a world where people are just mimicking and copying each other, I'm at the thrift store being like, what can I find that no one else has? Um, and when it comes down to it, my love for thrift shopping is just being conscious of of everything, mm-hmm. uh, the planet, the people, all that stuff. Um, and it's enjoyable. It is. I remember someone telling me, it's a treasure hunt. Like when you go to the thrift store, you are on a full on treasure hunt and you can find amazing pieces. So do you think that it's important, not only just, it, it's nice to be original and it's nice to kind of stand out in that way, but do you think that it's important mostly because of the environmental friendliness about it? Or what would you say? Why do you think it's important? Yeah, you know what? Environmentally huge. Um, even just thinking about like the fast fashion industry, it is like the number one pollutant to the earth next to oil. It's crazy and it's horrible. And there's such a high demand for it because people go to fast fashion uh, shops first and everything else second. And where we should be going to our thrift store first and everything else second. Uh, but it also benefits people. People that are old, young, women, men, children, different uh, backgrounds, like people working in sweatshops. Uh, to create different pieces of clothing and outfits. And it's like the demand is so high and these people are being worked crazy hours for such little income and little amounts of money that um, it, it's, it's a non-dime business. And so many people want this whole sweatshop thing to end when it comes to fast fashion and stuff. But because there's such a high demand for fast fashion, this whole sweatshop thing isn't going to end. So for me instead of buying from Forever 21 and H&M and Old Navy and the Gap, uh, starting at the thrift store and and giving my all to my local thrift store, uh, it reduces that demand for fast fashion. And a lot of stores, uh, including Forever 21, that was huge in 2019, so many stores closing down and the amount of people that started thrifting and Mm -hmm. going on to Depop and buying things secondhand it just skyrocketed. It became really, really huge. So for me, I like supporting my thrift store because I'm not supporting sweatshops. Working out is hard. It's always been hard, and even when it's easy, it's still pretty hard. Bomba socks can't change that. But they can make it more comfortable. So if your resolution is to get fit this year, start by getting socks that can keep up every step of the way. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you how much I love my Bomba socks. They're made with lightweight poly cotton blend, which means no matter how hard you're working, your feet will stay cool, dry, and comfortable. And the other thing that I love about them is that they're thoughtfully crafted. Smooth tops with no ridges and arch support. I have to keep Marty from taking them from me because he has been loving them just as much as I do. Oh, and did you know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters? Bomba socks actually were created to change that. So for every pair that you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. As I've said before, I'm always more likely to support a brand that is doing their best to help those in need. So 
Go to bombas.com slash minimalist today and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash minimalist for 20% off. Bombas.com slash minimalist. And now back to my interview with Sarah. For anyone that really hasn't gone thrifting before or that doesn't know how to approach it, what is just a basic tip that you would give someone? Because I know for me, when I first started, like I said, back in high school, it was really daunting to see all those racks of clothing. So what would you say? Oh, man, you need an afternoon, for sure. You need probably a thermos, full of coffee or your go-to drink and an open mind. So the reason for all those things, I would say coffee for comfort. There is something that can make a place uh, seem that much more amazing if you're holding a cup of coffee. A lot of people are turned off from the thrift store. And I'm like, have you gone in with coffee? <laughs> it will totally change your mindset. And, and when I say an afternoon, you need to allot a certain amount of time aside to go in and take your time. This is not a place where it's like Forever 21 or the Bay where you go in and things are laid out and things are displayed. This is where... Like I said, it is a treasure hunt. You need to go rack by rack, piece by piece. You need to take your time here. So don't go into a thrift store feeling rushed on on a time crunch. If this is kind of your first time stepping into a thrift store uh, with purposeful shopping in mind, take your time and an open mind. I, when I used to first start thrift shopping, once I was married and stuff, I, I just kind of had a different mindset when I, when I first got married and I thought, I don't know about shopping at a thrift store anymore. And I would start shopping at other places. And kind of when I came back to the thrift store, I had to be like, hey, sir, open mind, open, open your mind here. There's some pieces you look at and you're like, really? Mm-hmm. And you buy them and you take them home and it's your new favorite shirt. And some things need some taking in, some TLC, some wiping down, some cleaning up. But um, I think an open mind is so important in a thrift store because I know a lot of people and sometimes, and recently this just happened. I went into a thrift store. This was three days ago. And this teenage girl, she walked in and she looked around and she was going to reach for a rack to go look at things. And she walked right back out. And I was like, Open mind, girl. Like, I know this place is filled with beautiful, elderly, mature people, and it smells a little weird, but you need to start digging deep and open your mind and and um, search. You would be amazing. Like, you would be shocked at what you could find at a thrift store. I have found Louis Vuitton. I have found, uh, th- like, so many things from the Gap, Aritzia, um, Gucci. I have found a Gucci sweatshirt for $2, a legit one at the thrift store. So yeah, take, take your time, open your mind and, and a huge thing of coffee. <laughs> I, I stress all those things. No, that's great advice. I was going to say two things that your comments made me think of. The first thing is what do you do with your children like, do you take them with you? Because I know you have three kiddos. So are you taking them with you for an afternoon? Do you try and find child care for this? Uh, it depends. Okay. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I was excessive this week. And I went to two different thrift stores because uh, all my kids suddenly grew, like, how many inches in the past little bit. And they were tired of having their their belly buttons exposed and their ankles shown off because all their clothes were just, just short. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the thrift store. So 
at that time, I went with just my daughter, Ivy, and my husband looked after my two younger kids. Ivy is easy um, because she is three, she's almost four, and she's old enough where she can pick things out and and enjoy herself. My other ones, they're just little. They're mm-hmm. little. Uh, but the last time I actually went, I had all my children with me, and it was awesome. I do encourage parents, take your kids to the thrift store, make it normal. Make a thrift store normal for them. So I, I usually won't take them to the thrift store if it's a big shop and I'm just, I have so much that I want to find and try on. Uh, but I think it's important to take my kids there to kind of introduce to them what this is and how this is. And even just to be comfortable um, in such a place. Cause I know some kids, they grow up like kind of like the rich and famous and, and they go to these sweet stores and then their family may have to take some some steps back uh, and and start thrifting. And these kids are introduced to thrift stores and they're like, I don't know about this place. So I want my kids to be comfortable in a thrift mm-hmm. store and, and to also show a lot of respect in a thrift store because things are just, there's lots of glass, there's lots of things everywhere. And for kids to know, day by mama, don't touch these things. Um, but for them to see how it all works and, and, and that is normal. And that is a nice place to shop. So sometimes you betcha. I'm like, I do not want these kids near me. (laughs) And then there's sometimes where I'm like, I want my kids here. I can teach them a lot of things here and I can show them for their future, um, how they can shop and how this will benefit them and others. And with our kiddos, like you said, they are growing so fast and growing out of things. And it just really does make more sense to either borrow from friends or to buy secondhand because you're really, you're just throwing money away. And I know it's really hard to not compare yourself, like I said, to these influencers that we're seeing, but I have a couple of friends that are in this category and they're, they tell me that they get all of this stuff for free. They're like, everything that we're dressing our kids in is for free from businesses to promote. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that way, I think if you can remember that it's, it's kind of easier to break down your comparisons, I guess, because you're seeing that it's, I don't want to say it's a farce because that's kind of intense to say, but it's just, they're not spending money on these things either. So I think that's helpful. Exactly. Yeah. And going back to what you said about it being a treasure hunt, this isn't my personality, but some people are really creative and this could be a creative outlet for someone. I know my best friend in high school, she would go find something and then turn it into something else. So it would be this long kind of moon yeah. dress and she would chop it up and sew it up and make it into this cute little like, mini dress. And I don't know, I think it could be a great outlet for someone that is looking for a hobby that doesn't cost a ton. And I would just encourage listeners to do that as well. Absolutely. And even, even on that, I have, I have a really dear friend and she does uh, thrift shopping a couple times a week with her kids. But what she does is same thing. She goes to a thrift store, she buys pieces of clothing or house decor or whatever and she takes them home she'll fix them up she'll tailor them she'll do whatever and then she will go ahead and resell them mm-hmm. um for a little bit more because she has done things to them to make them a little bit nicer and and maybe more appealing to some people mm-hmm. and that's how she makes income from home is doing that so um, there's a lot of different ways that people can take a thrift store and make it somewhat of a creative outlet mm-hmm. for sure i totally agree 
Yeah. So just kind of a fun question for you. I'm curious as to what you would say is one of the best pieces that you've found, whether this is clothing or just something really cool for your house. And then also, what is the weirdest thing that you've found? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say this is weird. Maybe heartbreaking. But uh, a couple years ago, I found, um, I, I love poetry. A couple days ago, I sat at my at my dining room table with the entire works of Shakespeare, this huge book, like three times the size of a Bible, probably. And then I was reading it, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I just love that poetry, that old English, like, what are they saying kind of literature. So when I go to a thrift store, I'll always stop by the book section and look at, like, the old vintage books. And and one time I was at a thrift store and I was going through these books and I picked out one and it was a poetry book by, uh, was it Rudyard Kipling or something like that? And, and I bought it and I took it home. And as I'm opening up these pages, there are pressed flowers through these pages. And I thought, this is really beautiful. Like, this is so nice. And there's a four leaf clover in there too, like all pressed, really beautiful. And then uh, in the middle of the book, there was a letter and it was like, so tightly squeezed into the binding of the book. It almost seems like it was a page, but I took it out and it was, it was a letter and it was dated like 1890 something oh. <laughs> and very, very old, like ink and everything. And the parchment was so old. And it was a, it was a man writing to this lady that he loved and said that she, she should marry this other man because he has more money than he did. But to remember that he always loved her and, and how he thought she was just spectacular and special and and beyond lovely. I think it was actually what it said. But I remember reading this and it was just, it was like a piece of history. Mm-hmm. And and I would say this was a weird thing to find, but this was definitely something like unexpected. And, and I still have that letter, all those flowers and that book. Um, that was definitely the most interesting thing I've ever found because it was as if that was like his last letter to her Hmm. and I thought wow that's that's so beautiful and I'm like crying all over the place like it was so it was so neat um the best thing I found at the thrift store I can't say how often I'm shocked about how many Levi's I find at thrift stores I would it I would have to say it's a tie between my Levi's which when I bought them they did not have holes in them and now they have holes all over them but I figure I'm going to wear these till they're dead, like mm. till they are gone, accidentally or not accidentally. But I just purchased another pair of Levi's from, from the thrift store. They're a little big, so I will tailor them in a bit, but I thought these are fantastic. But right now, I'm, I'm actually sitting at my computer desk, and beside me, I have, and I figured this is just over 100 years old. <laughs> it is an old vintage filing cabinet. It's like a green color when you open it, it squeaks. Like, it is so old. But I love the color of this piece. I love the look of this piece. I love that. No one wants it. Like, seriously, this sat in the thrift store, they told me, for months. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted it. And I thought, this is exactly what I want and, and what I need. So this is actually one of my favorite pieces, this old greenish-gray-blue filing cabinet. That and my Levi's piece. Yes, my favorite. That's great. And yeah, I think that 
there are just so many fun things that you can find to decorate your home that are just being loved for another season, another generation. And I think that's really, like you said, just part of the treasure hunt, part of the fun that we can find when we're going to thrift shops. There's just so many reasons why I feel like we need to utilize these stores more often. So would you say you have, do you have any other advice or anything else you'd like to say in regards to thrifting? Yeah. You know what, when it comes, when it comes to thrifting, I encourage people to have a vision. Um, I think some of the best videos that uh, I see on YouTube is girls going through their Pinterest boards, going through magazines and seeing different vases or different looks or different things. And they kind of create a, I want to find something like this uh, list and, and just to be inspired. The videos that are t- titled uh, thrifting my Pinterest pins or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just, so neat and it makes me every single time I go to the thrift store not very often I browse I I go in and I'm like I want to find usually it's something wooden because I'm obsessed with wooden things but I want to find something like this and so I think going into a thrift store to browse is totally cool but if you browse too often even in a thrift store you're going to come home with things you don't actually need uh, you can still struggle with consumerism at a thrift store. That's actually something that's still doable. So go in still with a plan, but at the same time, an open mind. That's great advice too. So oh, this was so good. I am really excited to see how I, yeah, I'm excited for listeners to hear this. But if listeners want to hear more about you or just where they can find you on the internet, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm, I'm just there, Therese. No one knows how to spell tree. So it's T-H-E-R-E-S-E on YouTube. Um, and I'm Sarah Therese V on, on Instagram. Great. Well, hopefully some of these podcast listeners will head on over to YouTube and watch your channel because there's just so much fun stuff over there. So as we're wrapping things up, I am going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first question is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? Oh, yeah. My van. My van. So... So I have, I have my three kids, three and under. So I have three, two, and one. And, and then I have my, my husband. And I find, like, every single flipping time we go into the van, we are carrying so much stuff with us. And when we come out of the van, it seems like we leave it all behind. I am simplifying my van. I'm making sure it's clean when I get in, when I get out. There's no excess items in there either. Uh, the kids have a small bin for some some books and toys, and we have our stroller and a blanket, and that is it. I'm working to simplify and beautify my van. That's what I've been focusing on this week, and and so far, it's it's really really it makes it feel more new, and and it's good at the same time teaching my kids how to take care of these things uh, and to respect our things, and it can be something small. And it can be something huge, like our van. But no, that's that's what I've been focusing on. No, that's that's great. I really want a van. We have a Toyota Highlander, and I have three as well. And it's we're utilizing that back row right now, but we have no trunk space. Yeah. And I just told my husband, I'm like, we need a van. Even though, like, I never thought I'd be the woman that wanted to drive a van, but I'm just like, this is so much more convenient. <laughs> Oh, we all, I know all of us as moms, we all, as soon as we become a mom, I will never be a minivan mom. No way. Like we're like, that's not going to happen. And then when we start having kids, it's like, there's no choice. 
There's mm-hmm. no choice. But I love my minivan. We wanted a Highlander so bad, but we thought with tree and and hopefully a floor, we're gonna need to, to bear down and get a minivan. There's so much trunk space. Like you can mm-hmm. fit a couple kids in the trunk mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> it was just surprising because we were, when we were looking, um, we ended up buying my mom's Highlander, but vans were more expensive than some of the SUVs. So at least oh, I, used. I know. So anyways, my <laughs> next question is what is something that you can't stop talking about? And this can be either a resource that you want to share or just something that you're excited about. It can be in regards to minimalism or just really anything. Well, if, Okay, I can't stop. This is so random. Let me share three things quickly. Okay. I can't stop wearing a turtleneck. And and if you are an avid thrifter, you would know the best place to get turtlenecks is at the thrift store. I'm wearing a turtleneck right now. Obsessed with turtlenecks. I also, for people who don't actually know who I am or what I look like, I have a short pixie cut. I shaved my head like a year ago because I had a third kid. That's how I coped with that. And then I thought, this is the best because I can wear cool turtlenecks and awesome earrings. So I'm obsessed with thrifting and finding turtlenecks right now. Um, secondly, my friend Madeline Olivia, she's on YouTube. She just came out with a book called Minimal. And it's all about thrifting and being minimal and living sustainably and ethically. It is such a well-done book. You can get it on Amazon. She is a sweetie. And, and I'm obsessed with this book. What a great tool for anyone looking to declutter, uh, minimalize the items that they have, and then to bring in that much better of an item. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be long lasting. So that's my number two. Number three, I have to talk. I, I need a moment to talk about chamomile lavender tea. Have you ever had it? I haven't, no. Like, I two weeks ago I didn't either and then my friends were all like you love tea like how could you have never tried chamomile lavender tea and I was like I'm busy and I love peppermint tea and they're like no stop go buy chamomile lavender tea mm-hmm. you can go ahead and, and thank us later and I did it is such a fantastic nighttime tea okay. like you gotta try it chamomile lavender I'm obsessed I can't stop talking about it. Well, this was wonderful, as I said, and I just thank you for taking the time out. I know that you're on the West Coast. I'm over here in Ohio. So I appreciate us just figuring this out, and I thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. So cool. Love it. What did you think of the interview with Sarah? I love how she takes her kiddos with her when she goes thrifting, and I think it just provides a great example for them to see the value of shopping secondhand. I'll be honest with you. I myself have never been brave enough to take my kids with me, but I am inspired by Sarah and I hope to do that the next time that I go thrifting myself. I also want to say that I just love that book that she said she'd found with the flower petals and the letter written on the inside. And it just makes me curious to see if you found anything special or strange while you were out there thrifting. So do you have something to share? I would love to know. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find the links to the Facebook page, the Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Join me back here next week as we talk all about toy decluttering. 
You may think you've heard it all when it comes to this process, but Jenna Ardvidsson was blowing my mind with things that I'd never thought of before. I promise you this is an episode that you won't want to miss and you'll probably even want to share it with friends or at least your husband. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.